But you do. Very often, but BB. Very often. Uh, I'm going to make this quick because I want to talk ACC football. I love basketball, but time for me to do my thing here. I am such a good friend, co-host, teammate. He spilled all over himself. Trista asked me to grab her a water during the break. And for those that don't know, uh, we don't have a washroom downstairs. We have to go up two flights of stairs to go to the bathroom in a four-minute span of a break. And I wanted a coffee because I'm exhausted. Although, good news, I don't have to wake up early tomorrow for the first time in a long time. My kid, summer vacation. And he leaves in two days for Chicago for the summer. So So fun. Pretty excited about that. Uh, Forgot your water. Went upstairs to get it for you. Ran. Spilled coffee all over my hand. A little bit on my shirt. And it burned. It burned. Did it really? Hurt like a bitch. Uh, But we got the final hour of the show. Coming up, we're going to talk about the NBA draft. But we're going to do a little ACC football preview for you. Because I've made a lot of wagers in the ACC. Which is kind of hard to believe. Because you know how the ACC usually goes. Clemson dominates. Florida State, though. The hot team that everybody's talking about coming into the season. Mike Norvell, maybe finally going to turn that program around. Successful season last year. Jordan Travis, Heisman bets, uh, taking a little bit of steam. Open 12 to 1. I actually played it at 12 to 1. Played it again at BetMGM 10 to 1. Last season was ridiculously good. 25 touchdown passes, only five interceptions. So a couple bets that I placed in the ACC, and we've talked about a couple of these. But my favorite one that I want to throw out there one more time, because I think this price is going to change, is Pitt. Over six and a half wins. The price sucks. It is minus 150. But I think this is the best bet right now in the ACC. Um, last year, we talked about this. Went over nine and a half. I thought that that was a little bit inflated just because the year before, Kenny Pickett, starting quarterback, they won double-digit games, went to a big bowl game. But you look at this program, man, and program. I'm not the biggest Pat Narduzzi fan. He is really good at recruiting what he needs because he's not going to go out there and be able to just land five-star recruits. But they're always tough defensively. And all of a sudden now, they've won 20 games the last two years. Even last year, they went under the nine and a half wins, but they still won eight. And I think they got better at the quarterback position, if he could stay healthy, of course. That's Phil Jerkovich. He leaves Boston College. The last two years, he's just been completely beat up. But they bring in his offensive coordinator from Boston College, he takes over for Keaton Slovis, who somehow has another year of eligibility. He goes Insane. to BYU, which um, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But you've got a better offensive coordinator. He's got a really good arm. He's mobile. If he could stay healthy with that offensive line, I think that the offense gets a little bit better. They still have enough weapons in the wide receiver room. They only lose Jarrett Wayne, which is a huge loss, obviously, to the NFL. And like I said, they're always solid defensively. The only thing that scares me a little bit, they lost seven guys. So they only bring back four starters on the defensive side of the ball. But they don't really have to... You know, just bring in freshmen now. They've been really hitting the transfer portal. That's what they do there. I think their floor is seven wins, so over six and a half at minus 150, I really like. Uh, Top 20 last year defensively on the defensive line and in Havoc rate. I don't think there's a huge drop-off, even with, you know, four starters only coming back. So win total was nine and a half last season. A three-win adjustment just seems a little bit too high for me in the ACC. So Pitt, over six and a half wins is my favorite bet. A couple chalky ones that I have. I like Clemson over nine and a half wins, and I like Florida State over nine and a half wins, and I don't really care what the price is. You look at the schedule. I mean, obviously, Florida State will have to get past Clemson and vice versa. But other than LSU, you know, um, to start the season, I just don't see a loss for Florida State. Really? Yeah. I mean, they bring back seven starters on the offensive line. They do only bring back three offensive linemen, so they'll have to replace two linemen. But you look in the wide receiver room, they have weapons. Jordan Travis is probably, if not the best quarterback in the ACC. I think he's right behind Cade Klubnik. And I just got done watching the spring game for Clemson. 
at worst, I think they're a 10-win team. Club Nick looked all right. I just worry a little bit about the wide receiver room. It's been a long time since Clemson's had, like, that T. Higgins, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they got a bunch of, like, slot receivers. But in the spring game, I didn't really love the wide receiver play. But Shipley's back. He's probably going to rush for 1,200 yards. He could catch the ball out of the backfield. They're always tough defensively. It's been a while since Dabo's got it done in the ACC. Like, a bad year for Clemson is, is you know, 10 wins. But... I think that they could be back in the college football playoff this year. Can you power rank the ACC top three teams in your book for me? Yeah, so I would probably go in the ACC. You put I'm Clemson gonna go, one? I'm going to go still Clemson number one, but everybody's going to disagree, which I, like, I so get. So they have Clemson two and Florida State one? Yeah, I, everybody's well. Everybody that I know likes Florida State a lot. They've taken yeah. a lot of money, and I get it. Like you got Jordan Travis, you got Trey Benson, who's the uh, running back there. Johnny Wilson, their top receiver, is six foot seven. He only caught like forty seven passes last year. Had some drops, but again, he's six foot seven. Uh, defensively, that's what scares me a little bit about a little, a little bit about Florida State. Like last year, they only gave up twenty points per game. They bring some dudes back, but I just think Clemson's the better defensive team. Uh, Cade Klubnik is obviously an upgrade over DJ. Uh, We only saw them in limited action last year. They do bring back Will Shipley. They host Florida State in the regular season, so at least they get that game at home. So I would go Clemson 1, Florida State number 2, and then that's where it gets interesting. You like UNC or you like Pitt? So I would probably actually go Miami. Really? I think this could be a bounce back I was about to ask you about that because I was looking at another website, and they have Miami ranked 7th, which feels way too low. It makes sense because, like, last year, remember I went over on the win total, and mm-hmm. I also played Miami plus 650 to win the ACC, figuring, like, at worst, we at least get that matchup against Clemson. But it was a disaster, year one under Mario. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so he's going to be able to— Do you believe in Tyler Van Dyke? I did last year. I thought that he was going to be, like, the third quarterback selected in the draft, and then everybody quit on him. You know, and it was it was weird because the year before he had five consecutive games where he threw for only or, uh, over 350 yards, which nobody had done at Miami since Bernie Kosar did it like many years ago. And then last year, everybody quit on that team. Like by week four, nobody wanted to play for Mario, but now he's brought in his kind. You know what he could do? He could coach the offensive and defensive line. Yeah. He's had a full season to recruit. I think Miami's going to bounce back. I do believe in Tyler Van Dyke. If you know he's able to stay healthy he was awesome in 2021. He was also hurt last year, and I hated the offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, and now he's gone. Uh, Mario brought in all of his own guys now. I do like Miami. I'd probably put them three. I know I'm kind of like, you know, buying high on them. And then I'd probably have Carolina at four. Uh, they started 9-1 and one last year. Everybody's going to like them this year because of Drake May, but the only problem is that defense. The defense needs to go from being brutal to just bad. Last year they gave up 30 points per game. Every game was a shootout. And I think that that's the way to do it this year is just play North Carolina overs. I don't want to go over on their win total. Or if you want to do something with Drake May, maybe take Drake May to win the Heisman. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up being the number one overall pick in the draft. I mean, Caleb Williams is awesome. But if you watch the spring game, Drake May doesn't look like he's going to take a step back. He was awesome. They really only lose Josh Downs at wide receiver. I like four or five of those guys. They got two really good backs. I think Carolina will probably be like a 7-8 win team. I wouldn't go over on their win total, but I will play a bunch of their overs because defensively they're going to give up 30 points per game most likely again. They're probably going to score 40, um, you know, obviously with Drake May being there. So the bets that I've played so far, Florida State over 9.5 wins. Minus 165. I know the price sucks. I think at worst they're a 10-win team. They're plus three, by the way, against LSU week one if you want to grab that. I like Jordan Travis at the Heisman, 12-1 or 10-1. Clemson over nine and a half wins at minus 145. 
Pitt over six and a half wins, minus 150. Then one I don't like that I played is Duke under six and a half wins, minus 130. You don't like it? No, I mean, I like it. I just, I could see them being a seven-win team. I like Mike Elko, and they bring back 17 starters. I just think that this is a little bit inflated because of the way that they played last year. They do have Riley Leonard, who's probably the third-best quarterback in the ACC. Maybe he ends up being the second-best uh, quarterback in the ACC. Defensively, they only gave up 22 points per game. That's the thing that Mike Elko does, though. He coaches defense. The year before he took over, they gave up 38.9 points per game. They were one of the worst defenses in the ACC. Year one only give up 22 points per game so like man if the defense continues to get better they have riley leonard who's probably an nfl quarterback maybe they sneak and win eight games i just thought six and a half was a little inflated and i like the price going under it just minus 130 but the sneaky team's going to be louisville actually the problem is for them you know it's like another like rebuild kind of because jeff brown takes over i really love what he did at purdue also he brings in you know, Jack Plummer, who he's coached. He was at California, but he spent some time at Purdue, obviously. And I just really like, if you're going to go over the six and a half or seven wins, you look at the schedule. They don't have to play Clemson. They don't have to play Florida State. And they don't have to play North Carolina. Right. Last year, they gave up 27 points per game. Uh, they were tied for the ACC lead in scoring defense. Now you bring in a whole new coaching staff. You bring back six starters on the defensive side of the ball. They could be the wild card team. They could be an eight, nine win team. Uh, Louisville, so that would be the only other team that I'd maybe look at in the ACC. But I don't, I don't see how Clemson doesn't win ten games, how Florida State doesn't win ten games if they're able to stay healthy. I mean, Clemson's problem the last couple of years has really been the offensive side of the ball, which is hard to believe because you go back to the years when they were winning national titles, and it was Deshaun Watson and it was Trevor Lawrence. Then everybody had high expectations for DJ. He didn't live up to the hype which is crazy because you go back a couple of years ago, that game against Notre Dame when Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID and everybody thought DJ was going to be a Heisman contender the next year. He threw for over 400 yards in that overtime loss, but he looked really, really good. And then last year he got benched. The offensive line wasn't very good. I like Shipley, but like the running game wasn't very good. And uh, they had to like bring in Cade Klubnick a couple different times as a redshirt freshman or as a true freshman, actually. Yeah. But I think he's going to have a monster year. And I do think that Clemson's probably going to be a little bit better offensively. So over nine and a half wins for them. Over nine and a half wins for Florida State. Wouldn't be shocked if Florida State did win the ACC. Wow. But I'm just going to pump the brakes and just go back to Clemson. And then other than that, like everybody else is kind of a wild card. I don't think it's going to be a very good conference, as it usually isn't. But um, Carolina will be a lot of fun. Drake May will be a lot of fun. And then Clemson and Florida State is who I'm excited to watch this year. And, of course, Pitt, over six and a half wins. Seems like a lock. And if they don't get it done for me, I'll never bet them again. And I'll never do anything with Pat Narduzzi ever again either. <laughs> uh, week one, LSU, Clemson. I'll throw out one more. I do like the over in that game. Like, I just think, man, I think that that total is probably going to close around, like, 60 and a half. When I gave it out, I thought it would go up from 58 and a half. But I think we're looking at, like, a 61, 62 type total 62 and a half maybe LSU is going to be so good offensively this year I saw their plus 450 to make the college football playoff with the expanded playoff I really like that I don't think they get any worse offensively with Jaden Daniels coming back and I didn't really love him leaving Arizona State but you're one with Brian Kelly he was awesome they bring back all five offensive linemen which nobody else really does in the SEC they're going to have just a ton of skill position players they're not really good defensively so I love the over in that game. I think Florida State will be better defensively this year, but I still think that that game is going to be a shootout, and I think that's going to be the best game of week one. So I'm going over. You do. 
58 and a half, Florida well, State, LSU. And I'm tempted to grab the plus three with Florida State in that game, although I do think LSU probably wins. I think they're going to be really good year two under Brian Kelly, maybe even surprise people and win the SEC. We'll see. It's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I just can't wait to get there. You know, it's like we're 67 days, 14 hours, 47 minutes, and 8 seconds away. Do you have a counter on your laptop? I do, yeah. You do? Yeah, 67 days, 14 wow. hours, 47 minutes, and now wow. 0 seconds until week 0, which is That's crazy. August 26, really 2023. We're almost there. But first, we got the NBA draft, luckily, to get us through because uh, it's not coming any quicker. It's not. No, you're right. It really is not. Looking at some baseball scores right now, Marlins did end up beating the Blue Jays 11-0, almost bet the under in that game, so I'm pretty glad that I didn't. Boston's up 9-3 to on the Twins. Start to feel good about my night, and then I see that one. I was a pretty pretty big on the Twins that I minus 145. Rangers up 5-2 to on the White Sox. Mets up 6-1 to on the Astros. Diamondbacks up 8-1 to on the Brewers. And the Padres are up one nothing on the Giants. I'll take that. That game only in the second inning. Did Wake Forest end up winning? I didn't even see the final of that game. Uh, I did not see that. No. It was 3-2. And we were going into the eighth. And now I look, and I can't find the score anywhere, which is not good. Looks like... They uh, won 3-2. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Thank God. Go Deeks. Needed that one. 3-2, Wake. That was a good game. Needed that one. Ooh. What do you got in uh, college baseball? Uh, just Wake Forest tonight. It's That's all it? over. Yeah, it's all over for the night. I still got Florida alive. Uh, that was a great game against Oral Roberts yesterday. I thought Oral Roberts was actually going to beat them, but Florida ended up winning that game. We'll see what we got for tomorrow. No bets yet. Just I had Wake Forest. I lost the uh, under today earlier on, and that's about it for me. That's about it right now. A lot of I'm going to add a lot of NBA draft here probably the next two days. We got to figure this out. I just need to find some more some more markets. I'm looking like over at BetMGM right now. I need a little bit more. Right now, actually, yeah. like everything's pretty much off the board except for first overall pick, second overall pick. Just exact. Ooh, you know what I haven't done, actually, what? is the top four pick exact order. I could go Webinyama, Scoot Henderson, two, Brandon Miller, three, and then Thompson, number four, plus 140. That might be the way to go for What me, is that? Actually. That's plus 140? It's plus 140. Or I could just actually, to hedge out of my Scoot bet now, mm-hmm. I could go Webinyama, number one. Brandon Miller, number two. Scoot, number three. Amen Thompson, number four, is plus 325. Oh, I like that. There's no chance that... Actually, there might be... I don't know. There there is a chance. There might be a chance that Brandon Miller drops out of the top. There is is a chance. 